It's the 365 Days of Astronomy podcast. Coming in three, two, one. During a total solar eclipse, the moon covers the sun's bright photospheric disk and we are able to see the solar corona. In 1972, Apollo 16 astronauts took an ultraviolet image of the Earth from the moon, which shows that the Earth, too, has a faint corona of gas surrounding it. In a paper published in the February 15, 2019, online journal of geophysical research space physics, scientists report that data from the NASA ESA Solar Heliospheric Observatory, SOHO, obtained in 1996, 1997, and 1998 reveals that the Earth's hydrogen corona extends 50 times our planet's diameter to nearly a distance of 400,000 miles. This means that the moon flies through the outer limits of our atmosphere where there are less than three hydrogen atoms per cubic inch and that so far humans have never completely left the Earth's atmosphere behind. Although you can't see the extremely faint geocorona, you can observe other components of the Earth's nightly air glow. The most prominent features are the auroras, which can dominate the night sky in areas near the north and south magnetic poles. In between the polar regions, on a clear moonless night, you can see and even walk around by the light of stars and air glow at a natural night sky location like the Cosmic Campground International Dark Sky Sanctuary in New Mexico. Scientists are exploring how the Earth's glow relates to our weather and climate. For Travelers in the Night, this is Dr. Al Grauer. Go to travelersinthenight.org, program 537, for more information. Moving at about 70,000 miles per hour on its path about the sun, the Earth travels the distance of one of its diameters every seven minutes. Thus, if the arrival time of an asteroid on a collision course with our planet could be delayed by seven minutes, it would safely pass behind our planet as it orbits the sun. A lesson as to why this could help came in February of 2013 when the six-story building-sized Shalyabinsk meteor exploded with the force of a nuclear weapon, injuring more than 1,200 people and damaging buildings in Russia. Detected far enough in advance, a Shelyabinsk-sized space rock could be slowed slightly so that it would arrive more than seven minutes late and safely pass behind our home planet. One way to ensure its late arrival is to slam a dangerous space rock with a heavy projectile. The impact and the ensuing plume of debris would act like a tiny rocket which would work together to slow the space rock just enough to ensure its late arrival as it crosses our planet's orbit about the sun. In 2019, Japan tested this idea by slamming a copper cannonball into a 3,000-foot-wide asteroid. 
In the next such experiment, NASA will use a SpaceX Falcon 9 rocket to launch the Double Asteroid Redirection Test, or DART, mission, which will slam into the 500-foot satellite Dighty Moon, which orbits the half-mile diameter Dighty Moss. These experiments will give us the know-how to deal with a dangerous space rock which has our number on it. For Travelers in the Night, this is Dr. Al Grauer. Go to travelersinthenight.org, program 538, for more information. You are listening to the 365 Days of Astronomy podcast. The 365 Days of Astronomy podcast is produced by the Planetary Science Institute. Audio post production by Richard Drum. Bandwidth donated by Libsyn.com and Wizard Media. You may reproduce and distribute this audio for non-commercial purposes. This show is made possible thanks to the generous donations of people like you. Please consider supporting our show on Patreon.com forward slash 365 Days of Astronomy and get access to bonus content. After 10 years, the 365 Days of Astronomy podcast is entering its second decade of sharing important milestones in space exploration and astronomy discoveries. Join us and share your story. Until tomorrow, goodbye. Goodbye.